welcome back to some real news for once with Carson Robinson. We took a little two-week hiatus, which is another word for a break, and let's get right into the news that we missed. A lot of things are going on. Things like the Supreme Court is dealing with redistricting, and Trump thinks he has the power, thanks to a law that says the president has the ability to kind of control redistricting and who gets chosen in the census. So yeah, it's going on. Really annoying. And... Other things like Trump is still trying to file lawsuits even though he's failing every time. And he's trying to do it in swing states such as Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And the fact is Biden's economic picks suggest focus on workers and income inequality and equality. For example, what is income inequality? Well, that's the difference between how much rich people versus poor people make. And that gap actually shrunk during the Trump administration. He did nothing to shrink it. It just shrunk on its own. Also, things like Biden wants to help out the average person, even though they didn't vote for him, which is surprising. Like... I, and I quote, Trevor Noah said this, um, how presidents have to assure that nowadays because of Donald Trump and him showing, I'm not going to care about you Democrats. I'm just going to do what everybody on my side wants. So bye-bye Democrats. Have the first worst four years of your life. Which didn't really happen because it was really oddly okay, even though there was so much Trump promising to ruin us all, even though it didn't really happen. And the other thing is, that's not my perfect Trump act, like, impersonation. I almost said accent, but it's not my best. I'll try to give you a better one in a later episode. But now, next off, what else is going on? Well, um, Biden is finally getting the things he needs for his transition. Finally. And I mean finally. Let's see, what else? The S&P 500 is going to have its best month since April, which is a low bar because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Also, um, GM is scaling back its alliance with electric truck startup Nikola. Um, let's see. A nuclear scientist in Iran was killed, and they're looking for his killer. And an AI lab in Discovery might accelerate a drug discovery all around. COVID-19 or other stuff. And 
that's really what's going on. And that's all of it, really. But there's some interesting stuff coming up about COVID. So we'll talk about that and maybe even some information from Fauci when we get back. Bye. Welcome back. So I'm going to do a quick introduction, explain the COVID-19 news, and then we're going to have a little segment where um, recently me and my family watched this Zoom meeting with Fauci and another doctor, and they were talking about COVID-19 and vaccines, and we thought you should hear this. And I know this was about two weeks ago, but it's nice. So uh, we're first going to talk about the news, and then we have that along with our usual COVID tips segment. And let's get on with the news. First of all, Moderna is doing emergency approval from the FDA. It's seeking it for its vaccine. And that's what's going on. Also, teaching in the pandemic is really hard. But people, the teachers really, are trying their hardest to do so. And it's just classrooms, computers, classrooms, computers, classrooms, computers, because remote schooling for some people, and then, of course, also in-person, and then in-person gets shut down. It's all that kind of thing. Also, one thing I recommend is the New York Times as a way to track the coronavirus. I was mentioning it earlier. No, maybe I didn't mention it. Yeah, it was in a different segment. Um, So instead, I'm going to mention it now. There's 136... 1,313 on November 29th, that's the cases, and 818 deaths since, um, this is all new cases and new deaths on November 29th. Also, it's up 26% deaths, and cases are up 8%. Places like Alaska and I believe it's North Dakota and South Dakota, are doing pretty bad, so that's what's going on. And all around the U.S. is not doing so well. Neither is other countries in the European era area. And that's what's really going on in the COVID-19 news. Also, the AstraZeneca vaccine, we found out there was some problems with it, including the fact that it has this whole thing where people who had a lower dose actually more effective and then also some people got sick from it so that was an interesting situation also one more thing uh, a company called Brookfield was manufacturing facility there so ooh, poor Brookfields turns out the vaccine wasn't good temporarily it might be fixed but right now you just wasted money on a facility ooh, it's so sad really sad I know I don't sound sad but I really feel sad for them They wasted money on that, but it could get better. So, hopes for that. Also, one other thing to mention, I know it's not really the likable thing, but did you know that actually most people in America will have the vaccine? That's the likable part. Um, The vaccine will be distributed to most Americans by June, supposedly, according to several companies, but, and other richer companies, richer 
countries and companies will be working together to get the vaccine to other richer countries. But one slight problem with that, poor countries might not even have the vaccine and might not even have COVID-19 fully eradicated until 2023. It's from the CDC, some information, and also other people who are experts. But now, COVID-19 tips, and after that, some Dr. Fauci information. Yay! Now on to COVID-19 tips. Our first tip is wear a mask snugly over your face, including your nose and mouth. The second tip is also... Wear gloves if you can. It's a great idea. It's easy. And it also just helps you out because literally, if you're going to go to the supermarket, you're going to touch stuff. And you'd like to have protection on your hands. So if you touch something, then you might touch your face. You shouldn't touch your face. That's another tip. Don't touch your face. Well, then you'll be able to have it on your gloves. And if you don't touch your face, you won't touch frequently touch surfaces. And so end up spreading COVID-19 to your entire household after you go out to the grocery store. And so next, my next tip is wash your hands or use hand sanitizer if you can't frequently. 20 seconds and please, and I mean please, do it when you get home from going out and or if you touch a surface that other people recently have touched, like a guest, not from your household. Another tip is wear other kinds of face coverings if you can't wear a mask. For example, things like gaiters are kind of under suspicion by the CDC, and face shields don't work without a mask, but other face coverings do also work as well. But really the main purpose is you have to stop the spread of COVID-19. And... Doing this, you must wear some kind of face covering that's protective. Cloth fabric masks, bandanas are under suspicion, gaiters, face shields over a mask, N95s. I can go on and on, but try to wear a mask or any face covering. You should probably buy them. A lot of companies have them. And I will post the link again for Joe Love and the Wash Your Hands link as well along with the link to the Pulitzer's vaccine report and as well as some other things like the CDC Thanksgiving link. Now, also, one more tip. If you do go outside your house to like go to school, get tested, the NYC DOE is recommending kids who are going into school get tested once a month. If not, they will get random testing and probably get tested once a month. And so, the real purpose is to make sure if you have COVID-19. The next few tips are if you test positive for COVID-19. If you test positive for COVID-19, then you should contact anyone you've been in contact with and have them get tested. And once they have tested, well, they should do the same thing on and on and on. And basically, personal contact tracing. And next, let's keep talking. Um, the next tip is stay isolated. Stay home. If you test positive, 
go home immediately and quarantine for 14 days. 14 days. And then get tested again. And once you're done with all that, and if you test negative, leave. I mean, not leave, but just leave your house and you can get back to work slowly but surely. Like one or two days later. Next, there's also the chance that you might test positive again. Then keep quarantining. And then the next step is if someone you've been in contact with tests positive for COVID-19, get tested. Just do that. It's very important. And then the same tips, so on and so forth. If you travel outside the state, then you should definitely quarantine for 14 days. Any state, really. Any, really. All the states. Doesn't matter if they're on the list. Quarantine for 14 days. Except, in certain cases, I will link to the states you need to quarantine for 14 days if you go to the New York list, of course, where you can find your own list by searching up the same thing, like... What states, if I've traveled to, do I have to quarantine for 14 days? And, of course, and then you write the city you're in or town. Just write your state and we'll give you information. So, that has been COVID-19 tips. And now, well, there's one bit of news that we all know. Donald Trump is having another COVID-19 outbreak. And like Trevor Noah said in one of his latest episodes, which I definitely agree with, the coronavirus has stayed in longer in the White House than some of his cabinet members. I mean, that's just hilarious. I give you an A-plus, Trevor Noah. The late-night comedy guys are hilarious. I mean, they're really hilarious. I have to give up a hand for them. I can't clap. Give me one second. Also, to all the healthcare workers, you guys are amazing. You're doing the greatest work. And risking your lives every day to help us. So, shout out to you guys. And also to all other essential workers, thank you so much. Also to teachers and everyone else. And thank you to the president-elect and his team for trying to make our country a better place. Away from Donald Trump. Have a nice night. Goodbye. Hello and welcome back. It's not been really much of a break, but let's continue. Our next part is Dr. Fauci. This is the part on the Zoom meeting where Dr. Fauci and, well, the doctor kind of says a funny joke about him being the um, introduction, like the entry band, and then you have Dr. Fauci who's like the main site. But let's go right ahead and see this. Okay. It's okay, Tony. I explained that I was the warm-up act, or maybe the, the <laughs> opening, the opening rock and roll group, and now Mick Jagger was going to take the stage, and so here he is, everybody. <laughs> well, you- Quick explanation. This is there's some just all-round information Dr. Fauci is talking about. So, and then, as you know, I was watching the Zoom meeting, and here's a little recording from it. Played by Brad Pitt on Saturday Night Live. Why not Mick Jagger too, right? <laughs> uh, why not? 
Right. Uh, any updates from that meeting, Dr. Fauci, that you could share with our listeners? Well, yes. So the, the thing he's talking about is Fauci had a meeting, so he kind of went in first, and now uh, Fauci's finally talking. He had an urgent meeting. Again, this is from, let's see, a while ago. I'm pretty sure it's from November 19th, so that's 11 days ago. Let's continue. Question is that it's such a logistic feat when the EUAs are actually approved, in this case from the two companies that have the vaccine. He's talking about vaccines right now. That have been shown to be highly effective, namely Moderna and Pfizer. How do you get it from the warehouses after they've been filled and finished to the individual clinics, hospitals, drugstores, wherever? And General Perna, who is a four-star... Sorry about the background noise. It's uh, I had to move. General uh, in the Army as part of the DOD component of Operation Warp Speed has been literally working... By the way, Trump calls this Operation Warp Speed. This is the only time something with warp speed is actually in real life. Because, again, as most people know, warp speed is currently impossible for the human body. But this is the only time warp speed has been used for something medical. It's mostly because you have to speed really fast. But it doesn't seem like it's warp speed for Trump, but everyone else. And he's taking all the credit. Even though no one really cares. Just some information. Don't just ignore what I just said. But actually, that's just some information. Kind of ignore it, but kind of don't. Day and night for months together with the CDC to work out the details of that transportation and delivery. The interesting thing is that um, one of the things that everyone gets concerned about is that the Pfizer product requires a cold chain that is rather profound, namely, it's something like minus 70 degrees Celsius or minus 90 degree Fahrenheit. And everyone asks the appropriate question, how the heck are you going to do that? Because not every single clinic or drugstore or what have you. And he worked out the details of how they're going to get it from plane to truck to machine. So listening to the general describe it, if it works out the way he says, this is going to be something that's going to be logistically doable. Of course, the Moderna product as, as, as some of you may know, uh, can be stored for a considerable period of time in a regular freezer and in a refrigerator like you have in your home for 30 days and outside at room temperature for 12 hours. So one of the products is easier from a logistics standpoint, but we were assured in the briefing of the vice president that both of the products will be able to be delivered and implemented appropriately. So it was a good briefing. Well, that's and that's fantastic news. Uh, just before you uh, joined, uh, Dr. Collins was talking about the uh, upcoming Thanksgiving uh, holidays and the holiday season, and, and we know that um, you know people, uh, family gatherings, weddings uh, tend to proliferate the uh, the COVID uh, nineteen. Um, is it safe to get together with family this time of year? And, and what precautions should people be taking? Well, the CDC has, has a very nice uh, description of these types of recommendations on their website, but let me just outline for you. The critical issue is that you need to keep your pod, your group, as small as you possibly can. And the recommendation...
and travel about family that comes in from outside. If family does come in from outside, you should make sure they understand, were they with people that were not part of their immediate family? So the recommendation is, if at all possible, you should do what I just heard Dr. Collins say he's going to be doing. And in fact, I'm doing exactly the same thing that Dr. Collins is doing. I have three adult daughters who live in cities far afield from each other, three different cities, West Coast, East Coast, South, and we've decided, my daughters have decided, that they would not want to take the risk to come in and infect me, their father, who falls under the class, if I might say, of an elderly person who's at a risk. So rather than do the complications of trying to quarantine or trying to get a test right before, we've made a decision, as the Collins and Baker family have made, that we're going to have a quiet dinner with ourselves, put the Zoom on and chat with our children as we're having a dinner. There and they are different cities and all together. So as I've always said to the general public, each individual family needs to make their own individual decision based on a risk-benefit determination. Namely, you have someone in the family who is coming who is an elderly person or a person with an underlying condition. If that person does not live in your home, we recommend strongly that you do not do that, and you curtail it for this season. Okay, thank you for that advice. Um, let's. Uh, it's time now to address more of your questions about the coronavirus with Dr. Francis Collins and Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institutes of Health. Um, as a reminder, press star three in your telephone keypad to be connected. Yeah, this is the thing where people would just ask him questions. It's a Q&A sector. I'll just um, let you listen in. By the way, this is um, was a, like, meeting for, I don't know, but um, my mom somehow got to it, and um, I decided to join in. Or not really join in, listen in. But, yeah, let's continue. Um. Both the influenza and COVID are what we call flu-like symptoms. You have myalgias or muscle aches. You might have a fever. You might have fatigue. You might have a bit of a cough. We're talking about the COVID symptoms. The difference between the two is that there is one sign of symptom in a substantial proportion of the people who have the coronavirus. It's called a loss of the sense of smell and taste. Not in every individual, but in the substantial proportion of the individual. Now, with coronavirus, particularly if you are an elderly person or a person who has an underlying condition, you should be aware that if you have difficulty breathing or you have a shortness of breath, you should immediately contact your physician about the possibility of getting to be seen and or get to a hospital. Most people, the overwhelming majority of people, do not get that. But if you do, it's something you should pay attention to because the first sign of getting into trouble when you have coronavirus, and you can also do that with flu, but it is much less likely to happen to you in flu. But with coronavirus, the issue... Sorry about that. Like the shortness of breath and the difficulty of breathing, you have to bring that to the attention of a physician because you might need oxygen if that is that. 
large in nursing homes. And that has been attended to by a lot of steps that, that we've been trying to make to help out, including every nursing home now, the 15,000 of them in the country, has been sent to the capability of doing testing right there on site with what we call a point of care test uh, made by Beck uh, and Dickinson or by a company called Quidel. And the staff, therefore, as they come in to do their shift, uh, can be tested and make sure they're not bringing the virus into the facility. That was working for a while. I have to say it's not working so well now in places where there is just a terrible spread of the virus in the community, uh, as is true in the Midwest, particularly the upper Midwest. Nursing homes will also be very high on the list. Of their vaccine distribution, and I imagine that probably got talked about in the meeting that Dr. Fauci just came from uh, because of the very high risk there uh, that the illness uh, can become very serious and even fatal. And that would mean if it's going to be effective, it would immunize not just the nursing home residents, but also the staff so that you don't have this uh, bouncing back and forth between the two. And altogether, that would be about 3 million people. But that is one of the considerations uh, high on the list uh, that CDC is wrestling with in terms of where to allocate those first uh, 40 million doses of vaccine in December, assuming we get to that point. I just want to say one other thing about the question that was asked about, do you get tested if you think you're developing symptoms? Something we haven't talked about is that just last week, uh, the FDA did grant uh, emergency use authorization for a treatment, which is called a monoclonal antibody, uh, for people who are infected but are not in the hospital as, as a way of trying to prevent them from having to go to the hospital. And this was particularly targeted towards older individuals or people with chronic illnesses or a significant obesity. Uh, this is a monoclonal antibody from a company called Lilly. Uh, it's similar to the one that the president was given uh, when he was uh, taken ill. And this now is available, albeit in somewhat limited supply. Uh, and again, the exact time where it would be most beneficial is before you get really sick. Uh, so somebody who has tested positive. So this has been most of it. There's about 24 seconds left in this recording. But I'm just going to mention um, this episode um, has been just been. I'm sorry I didn't include this in one of our earlier episodes so it's kind of this episode's kind of a um, catch-up episode so just had to mention that so i'm probably going to title it catch up in the time of covid19 along with news and dr fauci dr fauci recording currently has only moderate symptoms this would be a great moment to let your provider know, hey, I think I might be a good candidate for a monoclonal antibody. And those are now getting out there as of the last week in moderate numbers of doses for people who might benefit from them. Because if we can keep people out of the hospital, that's a really good thing right now. Well, that's great news. Thank you. for. So that has been the majority of the recording. Um, and now one last thing. Like I said, this is a catch-up episode, and I've got to go. But good luck, and I will see you on Wednesday. Stay safe and be careful.